Hello, and welcome to the Strong Roots Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to educate all of our listeners, as well as myself, on ways to strengthen our roots with conversations over health and wealth. We love to do this by talking to and telling the stories of others. I believe in waking up each and every day being better than I was the day before. And I find awesome podcast guests that I see nailing just that. They are focused on strengthening not only their roots, but the roots of those around them. Okay, well, welcome everyone to the podcast. I would like to welcome back Jane Springer. She was on in episode two, and I was pretty nervous myself and didn't do a very good introduction. So first, I would like to let Jane introduce herself and tell a little bit about her journey and what she does as a career, because it's really cool. Jane, welcome. Thank you, Carrie, and thanks for having me on the show. Yes, I'm very excited. Um, yes, I, I am a life and wellness coach, and I also do styling. So um, what a life coach does is um, we help people get results in their life. And for me, um, I work a lot with um, p- uh, people who would like to um, change the way they eat um, and, you know, their health, change their health status. Also, relationship changes, divorce, um, and other, you know, kind of traumatic events, and really even breakups. You know, I, I do that too. So, um, I do a little bit of everything, but the bottom line is that I help um, people get results, say yes to how they want to spend the rest of their life and move them forward. You know, a lot of times they're stuck. So, um, yeah, so I help them move forward. Yeah, um, that, I think that's great. I'm a big New Year's resolution, goal setter, what can I do better kind of person. And I think not everyone feels that way. And it kind of seemed like this year there was a theme of I'm not setting a resolution because I'm not going to keep it anyway, so why bother? Um, and I think the, um, the topic this month that we're doing at Rooted Planning Group is habits and goal setting and everything. But talking to you beforehand, you mentioned a term that I think would be good for everybody to learn about because from what I understand, if you can address this issue, then maybe your habits and goals will be easier to keep. And so the term is Buffering, right? That's correct. And by the way, um, by the way, um, people, the statistics say that people who set New Year's resolutions, only about less than 10% actually complete them at the end of the year are still, you know, sticking to them. So, you know, goal setting and, you know, moving forward, setting small, um, actual workable uh, steps works better than trying to make a global, I'm going to do this and this year works better. Yeah. I think sometimes we set the goals too big or unrealistic expectations and, or that we're going to be able to make these drastic changes in our behavior, which everything's behavior, money, food, exercise, all of it. So, um, yeah, small changes. Um, and just keeping yourself, it's better anyway. just keeping yourself moving forward, but back to buffering. So, um, this is buffering is a term that um, my coach mentor uses, and so 
um, is so very descriptive of what we do. You know, when you think about what buffering is, like buffering sound, you're trying to make that sound smaller. Um, and in this case, buffering refers to any activity, any behavior that you do to avoid unpleasant emotions. And this is something that we learn early on in our childhood. And um, examples might be um, eating, which is very common for people. Um, uh, eating, you know, perhaps mm -hmm. foods that, you know, don't serve them at all. Uh, drinking, it could be binge watching Netflix, it could be um, gambling, it could be shopping, but anything that's going to take your mind off of whatever it is you don't want to face, whatever unpleasant emotion you're experiencing. And what happens when you do these other activities to buffer is that you um, actually generate a um, neurotransmitter called dopamine in your brain. And it's the same neurotransmitter that you get actually from using cocaine. So what happens is you start to feel better. It doesn't solve the problem, but that unpleasant emotion that you were trying to avoid goes away temporarily. But as we know, it, it comes back. But meanwhile, you're engaging in activities that, that don't serve you and actually won't help you at all. Yeah, so I'm a... Netflix binge watcher and I actually admittingly did this last night and it's a, my trigger is usually I think um, my worst trigger I do it for myself but when something's wrong with one of my kids and it's something that's completely out of our control um, you know something that they something that either they something that has happened to them and as a parent I'm concerned about their feelings or their self-esteem and things like that, that seems to be my worst thing. So like last night, there, there wasn't anything major wrong with, with any of my kids, but there was just something that came up. And it, it was one of those things like I was able to tell myself like, this isn't really a big deal. I should be able to move on. But then when nighttime came and I got in bed, it was like, just the thinking about it. So I started watching Netflix and three episodes later, it's like 11, 30, 12 o'clock. I turn the TV off and then I just lay there and consider turning it back on. And so mine is definitely TV. Yeah. And I mean, that that's very common. Um, also, let's take for instance, well, I, I'll just be honest as well. When um, I was growing up, um, I learned that sugar, um, making chocolate chip cookies or having cookies in the house, ice cream, popcorn, it didn't matter. But, you know, I had some uncomfortable situations uh, growing up uh, with my parents, um, divorce and uh, alcohol use and all. So my way of dealing with it was to make chocolate chip cookies and eat those or um, eat ice cream in the evening, and of course the sugar uh, immediately, um, you know, gives you a dopamine hit uh, almost immediately. So that was my way of dealing with it. And even today, so Carrie, fast forward um, to today, if there if there is a situation like I'm doing some work on the computer and something happens, um, you know, a, a IT uh, technology. 
glitch or, um, you know, I'm looking at data and it's not working the way I think it's supposed to be working, I have the tendency to jump up and go in the kitchen. And, um, and even as a coach, I know what I'm doing, but um, it's a habit, as you described in the beginning, it's a habit. And so, you know, I have to think about, you know, what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, what's the thought that went through my head, which was, I don't want to deal with this right now, or why does this have to happen, that kind of thing, and I, I go jump in. Now, the, the, I think the good thing, kind of, for me is that um, a few years back, I found out that I was pre-diabetic, so I can't go and have sugar, but I can go um, in the kitchen and find, you know, like nuts or um, dark chocolate that's like 90% dark chocolate that will, you know, it'll work in the situation, but it certainly doesn't, you know, help the technology problem. And, you know, I could end up gaining weight because um, I had changed my way of eating, but I could gain weight back. If you eat too many nuts, it doesn't matter if they're healthy for you. Um, you can certainly gain from, um, from having too much of anything. So, um, yeah, so, but what I was thinking of in terms of, you know, what you do, not only just health, but money issues, you know, I mentioned one of the buffering um, activities is it could be gambling online, it could be shopping online, it's kind of like binge watching, you know, you could go on Amazon and just go to town, and in the meantime, you're putting yourself in a precarious financial situation just because you're trying to avoid the unpleasant emotion that's going on. Yeah. Um, it, this makes like, so I think everyone has something. So, you know, not to make any, any, any one habit sound worse, worse than the other. And I think my mother, I remember growing up, I remember thinking like that we didn't have a lot of money, but I think my mom would do whatever necessary to buy something that she thought that we wanted. And I look back and I think that was definitely an emotional thing because she worked a lot. And I don't know if she felt like she's, she's just that she even does that um, with my kids. She'll um, just whatever at whatever expense. And over the years I've kind of grabbed at her and it's like, mom, you need to stop doing this. But um, so for her, I think it, it's, um, definitely money and, and, and it's, but it's never for herself. It's always on others. She has this need to, um, you know, buy anybody, anything they might want. So I think money's a very good example of that. So. Yeah. I mean, she gets, she gets gratification. She gets that little hit of feel good when she buys for somebody else, even if it's not for herself. Um, but I will give you another example. Um, when you have a big relationship change, like a divorce, and, you know, I've been through divorce. I have friends who have been, to, um, been through a divorce or even a death of a spouse. But I've had more contact with people uh, who have had a divorce where, you know, you don't feel good. It's rough. And... Um, you know, so those are unpleasant emotions, sadness, um, grief. I mean, you're going through changes, and of course, you want to avoid them. So, um, in my own case, I think um, remembering back, of course, I, I went to 
uh, sugar, um, something sweet. But um, I also um, would buy things. I was a single parent, and I didn't get child support. So um, I would buy things and uh, not really be able to afford them. I charged them. And so I was not staying within a budget, um, you know, and I was really living paycheck to paycheck. But that was a way of making myself feel better. Yeah. One thing that that's kind of what I was talking about, like maybe with my mom, my parents divorced when I was um, like in fifth or sixth grade. Um, So and she's always, I think, felt the need to make just exactly what you're talking about. I, I think if we wanted something, not that we were not spoiled at all, but we definitely um, probably could have had less and probably been well within our means a lot better as far as my mom goes. But so what is something that, you know, when we're doing these things and, and this new term buffering, how do we start to recognize, you know, what buff am I buffering and and that kind of thought process? Um, well, thought process is a good way to describe it. Um, first, the first thing is you need to recognize it. You need to recognize that you're doing it. And, and we numb ourselves out so we're not really thinking, but, um, you know, with whatever the activity is. But the fact is there was a thought that drove you to, um, to do that particular activity, an unpleasant thought, an unpleasant emotion that you were experiencing. So, for instance, um, let's say I, I'm working on the computer and the data doesn't match up or something, and and um, my thought is, this is this is so frustrating, or I can't get my work done. And it may be something that's even below the surface, like you're not really aware that you're thinking a thought, but you're um, feeling is frustration, and then your action becomes hop up for me, hop up and go in the kitchen. So, but the 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 key is recognizing that you're doing it, and you know because I'm a coach and because I've been through it, I've been coached. Um, I know what it is I'm doing, um, and then I have to stop and I stop and think. You know, like what was it that drove me to? do this. And there is a thought. You, um, sometimes you may not be, you've done this activity for so long, you might not be aware of the thought that you had, like um, that would taste so good. Like that, you know, it's such a ingrained thought in your head that um, you aren't even aware, but you know what you're doing. You know, you go into the pantry or whatever, um, or you get on the computer and start shopping so recognition, you know, awareness is the first thing. I think like this, like as my kids get older and they kind of start to get a life of their own, I found myself a little bit more free time, but you have to like, it's figuring out, oh, like who you were before, like, what do I like to do? How do I like to spend my time? And I had a little bit of free time this weekend. So I was just kind of like, I'm going to stay home, relax. It was really cold, rainy. And I thought, well, I'll just watch a few movies, you know, and try to rest up. And I'm also trying to not pick up my phone as much and just constantly be on that. But what I found was I just wanted to sit there and eat. I was like, what can I snack on now? What can I do now? And so I think that's another thing where I'm like, 
I can just be. It's okay. Don't you don't have to snack. That is that is that's it. Is the fact that what you your ideally is what you want you want to do is to sit with the emotion that you don't want to feel. Like so, just because those um, uh, cravings, those urges to um, to do that activity, they will pass. If you can sit for a few minutes, five, 10 minutes, even 30 minutes and not go do that activity, they come in waves. So it, you know, you could make it over. If I can just wait 30, I'll just wait 30 minutes before I go in the pantry and I'll just do something else. Um, or, you know, I'll just wait sitting with it. It's not easy, but, um, that is really the, the cure for it. Now, um, the solution, um, but for myself, um, getting to that point where you recognize it and can sit with it, um, sometimes for me, it's eating. So, um, if I go get myself a cup of tea, some really good herbal tea and just have a cup of tea, that urge to eat passes for me. I just started drinking, like I've been drinking the, um, was it chamomile nighttime tea for quite some time and I enjoy that. But I'm trying to stop drinking so much coffee and I had read that black tea had less caffeine in it than um, coffee. So instead of like right after lunch, instead of having another cup of coffee, I've been doing black tea. So that's something I've been like reading up on and I bought another one and it was very flavorful and had like some fruit flavors in it. So that's a very, it's a very good idea. Yeah. Um, actually you can make that black tea even less, um, with less caffeine by actually fixing the cup of tea and then you let the tea bag steep and then you take the tea bag out and then you dump that tea out and then make some more and use that same tea bag because most of the caffeine comes out as you first put the tea bag in. So um, if you wanted to go, if you wanted to do even less caffeine. Um, so that's, you can just, you know, like basically start over, but with a used um, tea bag. Um, but yeah. you can do that. But what I have found <laughs> is refreshing and also cuts my appetite is peppermint tea. It's also good. It's also good for your stomach. I have, uh, there's one called mint medley, which is peppermint and spearmint. But um, that's another one that I really like. And there's no can't do caffeine. So, um, it's another good one. So, um, that's one activity that, that is not negative, but also makes me feel good. But, you know, you can think of other things to do, write in your journal, read a book. You can just get that through that 30 minutes. You can, you can generally, you know, ride that wave. Mm -hmm. Um, but ideally what you want to do is, um, sit with it and let it pass and not, you know, do that, um, buffering activity. So buffering's the actual activity. That's a behavior that you do to um, avoid unpleasant emotions. I, I like that because it makes me think of the computer when it's buffering or TV when you're sitting there waiting and it and it is buffering. So that that makes a lot of sense. So, um, well, is there anything else as far as like our introduction to buffering or anything else you feel like we should share on this podcast? Um, as our introduction to buffering? Well, I, you know, I was thinking about um, your, your financial 
listeners that, that listen to your podcast is that, um, you know, it could be anything, you know, a job transition, a worry about um, job. Let's say you lost your job or you're getting ready to retire. Um, if you're newly divorced and you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay your bills, um, you may or may not be getting child support or alimony or anything, and the um, worry, or maybe you might even be worrying about your kids, that kind of thing, um, could definitely be an activity, I mean, a way of thinking, a worry that leads to a buffering activity. So, um, you know, which might negatively, Neg- negatively um, impact their financial situation for sure. Oh yeah, and even like a widow. Yes, definitely. The uncertainty, the loneliness. I mean, that could drive you to go shopping. I, I actually worked with um, a woman who um, she invited me to. She asked me to come and help her clear out her closet because I do wardrobe consulting too, and. Um, she was downsizing from one house to another, and she was 80. And um, she lived by herself. She was a widow, and she had closets full of clothes, some, many, still with the tags on it. And that's what her, you know, her buffering activity was. And she, you know, she's broken her back. She just didn't get around very well, but she and her caregiver would go to Dillard's or, or go shopping and just buy stuff. And she never wore it, still had tags on it. But um, that was her way of dealing um, and with the sadness and loneliness of being um, a widow. So it's definitely, um, it definitely can be shopping. And so, you know, we ended up going through all of her closets and pick, because some of the things she just bought, she didn't know if they looked good or not. She didn't know if the color looked good on or, or not, but she was buying. She had that need to get that dopamine hit um, to feel better to get home. And, you know, eventually you put the clothes away and then you're still have to deal with the change, you know, the the transition. So definitely um, it could happen to when there's a death too. I recognize a lot of this buffering in myself. And as a financial planner, I know like, okay, I'm supposed to do A, B, and C, and and I'm supposed to budget this much for clothing and, you know, this much. And I'm really bad about restricting myself and saying, okay, I don't need any new clothes. I don't need to do spend time shopping. I don't need to do any of these things. And then what happens for me is I just get like, forget it. I don't care. I have to have some new clothes. And then I just kind of, I don't necessarily go crazy, but then I'll spend more than I had budgeted or even should consider spending, and then I'm frustrated at myself. So that's a cycle that I go through with with clothes, and and I think it's a behavior thing, for sure. It's buffering because I'm a financial planner, so I know I'm not supposed to do that, and I know what the other side of it looks like, and I still do it. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, you're not by yourself. Um, I'm a life coach. I'm a wellness coach, and I still. Um, well, first of all, I want to go back to what you said, but um, you, eventually you said, I don't care. That's that's a very common one, you know, like, um, like I don't care what the cost is. I don't care, you know, I, I'm going. That's And so, you know, to recognize that thought, like, oh, gosh, I'm having that thought again. I don't care. 
And that's going to prompt me to go do something that I'm going to wish later I hadn't done. So, but you, you're talking about you as a financial planner. I'm a wellness coach. I know, I know all about buffering. But we all have that deeply ingrained habit, um, may have deeply ingrained habit in your brain. And your brain is very lazy and it wants to stay on an old, um, shall we say, road, a path that it's had for years and years and years. And, you know, as a child, my way of dealing with an unpleasant situation was to go eat. So I have to recognize that's what I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, I'm standing there eating nuts. And I'll say, oh, I am buffering. <laughs> Let's just, you know, stop right now. But um, it is awareness and it is, um, you know, recognizing what you're doing. And then, you know, writing down your thoughts. What were the thoughts you had right before you jumped up to go get on the phone or get on your computer and order some clothes or go shopping out out in the uh, in your town? Or if you get on the computer to do or, you know, drinking is the same thing. You know, a lot of people buffer with wine. Um, you know, I've spoken with very stressed out, you know, professional women, uh, worked with them who they they want to lose weight. They've gained weight, um, but they don't want to give up their wine. Um, and, you know, you just have to recognize that, you know, wine puts you back into sugar-burning mode, and you're going to raise your blood sugar, raise your insulin, and you're going to start gaining weight around your middle, which, you know, none of us really want to do. But um, So, you know, buffering can take many forms, but it's usually stress-related. It's, it's to avoid an unpleasant, you know, emotion. I think it's a great way for people that if someone set a New Year's resolution or a goal for the year to lose weight or to save more money or anything related to our behaviors, I think if people would start, okay, you know what, maybe for the month, the rest of the month of January, I'm just going to focus on buff my buffering and how I can recognize it and stop and just sit with it. Write down your thoughts. That's super. That do a thought download. I, thought, I call it a thought download. Write down your thoughts because um, uh, when we talk the next time, I can explain to people what to do with those thoughts and how to turn those thoughts around so that you aren't engaging in those buffering activities. So uh, doing a thought, it's basically get a piece of paper and just write down everything that's going on in your head. Um, and then we'll, um, we'll move on from there and discuss, you know, um, how a thought leads to an action, I mean, sorry, a thought leads to a feeling, which prompts us to do a certain action, which creates a certain result. And then um, how you can turn that around to a thought, um, it's a thought and a new um, feeling, a new action and a new result that um, you can do instead of engaging in the buffering, you know, activity. Okay, great. I'm going to have to get a thought journal. I mean, I have a little journal that I use um, when I'm doing like my morning Bible study and going through that process, but um, I should definitely get a thought journal. That would probably help just to write things down and get them off out of your mind. And It does. It definitely does. Anything you um, write down, you, it's going to be, um, your brain is going to pay more attention to it. So, um, you know, it, just the act of writing something down, you know, helps. So, so yeah. I would suggest to all your listeners that they um, just start journaling. And, you know, some people, when they hear 
oh, we need to journal, they go roll their eyes and say, oh my gosh, I'm not a journaler. But you can take a note on your phone, just write down the thought. Um, whatever you know works for you, you don't need to get a journal. You can write it in your notes on your phone. You can write it on your computer. You know, anything that uh, captures the thoughts that are... Um, that you're engaging in that are causing you the unpleasant emotions, you know, like frustration or sadness or, um, you know, whatever the, the emotion is. So you do style coaching just to kind of let you tell a little bit about that. So um, you do style consulting and life coaching. Is that something anyone from anywhere can do or do you do that mainly in person? No, absolutely. Um, I with the internet now, I can, you know, even help people with their styling um, online. So it, let's just say, for instance, that you have a woman who is divorced but is ready to start dating again. You know, maybe she hasn't looked in her closet lately. Um, maybe she's gained weight. Maybe she's lost weight from the divorce. It could be either. But, um, you know, what is she going to wear on her first date? Or, you know, like, how is she going to position herself for online dating? So, um, so I can do a Zoom call. I can even look at, you know, what they're looking at, or we can get online together and order clothes. Um, and I also do it in person. You know, I live in Tallahassee, Florida. I do it in person as well. But most of the time, there's coaching involved. Um, it could start out as style styling, but, um, you know, it could be a job change. It could, you know, where they're looking for... Um, what they should wear to a new job or a job interview. Uh, it could be um, they've lost weight, they've gained weight, they haven't spent money in a long time on themselves. They've been spending money on their kids or things their husband needed, and so um, so it all ties in together because you know we work on you know the life coaching part of it is working on your thoughts. It's I mean it's life coaching. That's what it is. Is you know, you're in a situation where you're stuck and you can't move forward or you, you're not able to move forward and a life coach can help you, uh, give you that push, recognize where you're stuck and what to do, um, a new action, new thoughts, uh, and to get new results. What are the results you want? So, um, you know, it all ties in together between life coaching and style coaching for sure. Well, I'll um, link your website at the end of the show notes for our website. Great. So anybody that's interested in working with you for either style consulting or life coaching or maybe life coaching or maybe both, um, that would be, they could click on that and check you out. And thanks for being on again and introducing us to buffering. I think it's uh, something we all really need to recognize in ourselves. And I think it will help once we learn how to recognize what our buffering is then we can focus on, you know, replacing that with good habits. So thank you. Good habits, good new thoughts. Um, you're welcome. And people can reach me if they just want to talk to me and we can get on the phone and chat about um, where they're feeling stuck. They can reach me at jane at janespringer.com. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. And we'll talk next time about what we're going to do about this buffering business. Yay. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. And that will about wrap up this episode of the Strongers Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to tune in next time for more ways to strengthen our roots.